Welcome to Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. My name's Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker owner at Icon Real Estate. And my name is Nikki Hoffman, a local agent and expert on all things relative to the 540. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. We want you to be a savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. Absolutely. You know, and it is ever-changing, you know, and it's exciting to be a part of this podcast because if you're listening, you are going to get all kinds of knowledge, especially today. This, I'm calling this our opening episode. For sure. We did an introduction. That doesn't count. Last week, we just said hello. This week, we're going to dive in and go deep. And we have my partner, not life partner, but my business partner. Dave Spence with us today. How are you, Dave? I'm great. Awesome. You know, and we also have to preface that. I I hate, for those of you listening, again, Icon Real Estate, we started together. Some people think it's just Dave. Some people think it's just me, depending on who you know better. But Dave Spence, you're in the house. It's exciting to have you. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. You know, before we dive in, we want to learn more about you and your business and your world and what's going on in the community that you're a part of. But here on this Iconic Talk podcast, we want to introduce each episode with an Icon Agent Brag Spotlight. We have amazing agents, and they continue to grow, and they continue to get better. But we want to start the conversation with Matt Kilmer. And Matt, if you're listening to us, you're going to get bragged about. <laughs> Can't wait so, to hear it. Absolutely. You know, for all of you guys listening, have you ever seen a dinosaur in a house picture before? I've seen it. I mean, you've seen it because Matt Kilmer is amazing. Yeah. He is one of a kind. I've never seen a dinosaur in real estate photos before. He does some really great marketing. I like, I don't know if you saw recently, he did a video spotlighting one of the local gyms too. Yes, I saw Um, that. Yeah. So really cool stuff. He was hitting it hard. He does videos like crazy. He has a video machine. He has now also created TikTok. Have you seen TikTok for Matt Kilmer? His TikTok comes through up on my Facebook feed. Hilarious. And if you dance with it, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Matt is funny because you would not think that he is a TikTok person and he's got a straight pan dead face and he is TikToking away. Yeah, I I will argue that. I did see him dance at his wedding and uh, that was pretty incredible. He broke it down. He broke it down. Matt, you were getting bragged about, you know, and so quick fact about it. Yes, he has a dinosaur as part of his advertisements. But did you know what his career was before real estate? He was a state trooper. Yeah. I mean, so look out. People. Impressive dude. He has made that transition from being a state trooper to now into real estate. He is one straight shooting dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't mess with him. If you want honesty, if you want integrity, if you want character, you've got the right person. So check out Matt Kilmer. So Matt, you've been bragged about. Yay. <laughs> Mic drop. Congrats. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's move on because we have a guest here, Dave Spence. Fire away. You know, we want to hear about your world. First of all, what drew you to Winchester? Uh, well, I mean, my parents are uh, from here, uh, or we moved here, and then I've just been ingrained in the community through uh, sports and schools, and um, and now real estate. And yeah. so it's a it's a it's a great place to to start not only your business but family. And um, so went to college, came back, brought a woman from Pennsylvania back to here, my wife Elizabeth, and then the real estate just uh, came with it started with a high volume real estate agent and then went to another company and then then started this wonderful establishment firm at Icon so was uh, real estate your first career path 
No, direct sales in Boston. Okay. <laughs> Woof. Uh, exactly. Brutal. <laughs> uh, I thought I wanted to be a city guy, kid, mm-hmm. and um, that took about six months. And then my brother had to call my dad and said, "Go pick him up." Oh. <laughs> that yeah. So you, you came home crying, I did. between your legs. I did. Saying I got to come back to Winchester because Winchester is better than Boston. Exactly. It yeah. is. And then real estate was the next step? Yep. Uh, started as just a uh, pretty much like an intern, um, mm-hmm. thanks to William Orth, little plug for him. and Appraiser that uh, we know. Yep. And he got me my first job, and then that you know trickled into getting my license in 2002, and then it's just straight rocket from there. Wow. Yeah, I know um, my husband and I first met Dave many years ago. You know, we're kind of always like on the lookout for something, and... You know, at the time, I don't know anything about real estate. I just know I see the sign. I see a face on it. That's who I'm calling. Like, show me this house. And that's how I met Dave. you called Dave because of that? Mm Mm-hmm. Years and years ago? Yeah, it was probably like 2009, Mm -hmm. maybe. It was a long time ago. So is there a lesson to be learned from that? I mean, now, knowing what I know, sure. Have really nice signs. Who wants to answer it? Really (laughs) nice signs. Okay. The signs are important. Yes. Marking is important. But having an agent to help you out is important too. Yeah. Now that I'm, you know, recently going through the licensing process, knowing that, hey, maybe I should have had an agent as a buyer. He was representing that house and those sellers and not me. I didn't know. Now, all top listing agents will be like, no, call me directly, especially. But you know what? There's two sides to the transaction. Sure. And if you are a buyer, you probably should call somebody to help you out. I was young and dumb. What can I say? And I was experiencing ready to rock and (laughs) earn a commission. And you feel that call and you're like, yes, I will show you this house. Absolutely. Absolutely. So would you have um, done it as a, what is it, a dual agent then? Or you would have to make the request Mm -hmm. to make sure that, I mean, you you automatically can do dual agency, but you always want to make sure based off of those personalities of both your seller and that new buyer, Mm -hmm. am I going to work well with both? So yeah, I would imagine in today's market, there's not a lot of dual agency. What do you guys think? You'd be surprised. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's there's an opportunity if you do have a listing that you're out there still actively marketing the house and you might have buyers in your sphere of influence that are looking for the house that you've listed. Okay. And who else is better if you trust that person? Mm -hmm. Who else is better than to help you sell that house who's already been shopping with you as a buyer's agent? So then a listing pops up and you're like, absolutely, that is the place to go. Okay. Now, it's not legal in every state, full Mm -hmm. disclosure about that, Mm -hmm. but the state of Virginia will allow it as long as both parties agree. Mm -hmm. And again, it's about having an agent you can trust. Mm -hmm. And and if you're not sure of the trustworthiness of your agent, that there is a fly by night person or if you're not sure of who that listing agent is fine representation sure but in this scenario of especially in a market today where things are selling like crazy you want that in as a buyer to mm-hmm. be first in on a deal and if you can get that from day one or even before the house gets listed and you can get that sold to get that sold and you're buying it yeah might as well and and as a high volume realtor um, I think that that helps you even better. I mean, in this market, like they know that you have listings, so sure. those buyers are going to be attracted to you. Maybe that you're going to have their. You might be able to help them, right? right. You probably pitch that in your listing presentations Absolutely. with people. Yeah. So, I mean, for those of you listening, this is lingo in realtor world. Listing presentation, you might not think of it that way, but as you make a phone call to ask somebody to help you sell their house, they'll come to you. 
and they'll say, let me visit your house. Let me get a tour, you know, show me and the listing agent will start interviewing you and find out all the bells and whistles about the house itself. And then that agent is going to somehow attempt to convince you that they're the person to help you sell their house mm -hmm. because of great marketing, because of their name recognition. And Dave, I'm sure you say, I've got a pool of buyers. Right? Yeah, absolutely, you do. And as long as I mean, I'm pretty. You usually want to be honest. I mean, yeah. I mean that's how uh, agents, you know, get their rep reputation locally. So mm -hmm. I, you know, if I do, I tell them up front. Mm -hmm. And but then you also have to tell your buyer, like, hey, if you're going to go after this listing, we're not in this market right now. Then you're not going to say, hey, you're not going to get, you know, a lower value because you're in first. It's mm -hmm. you better be ready to play. Yeah, sure. And Dave and I are very similar that we've been in the real estate business for about the same time we we looked at our real estate licenses just just a month or two ago mm -hmm. and he beat me by just a few weeks really of getting his license only a few weeks that's yeah, funny yeah. i did not pass the test the first time so oh that's a, okay i just want to let that out there <laughs> my secret that's, yeah that, that should have been one of acceptable. our questions have you passed your test yeah, you know, time. like what's your most embarrassing something as of our five iconic I questions. I had to call but, my yeah. my agent at the time that has was out of what I was working for him, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to go back. And yeah. it was like one, one was in Roanoke, one was in Oof. Fairfax. Ugh, that's a long drive back from Roanoke. But yeah. look how far you've come. I know. Just a it's a it's a story for so the ages. <laughs> it's almost essentially coming up on 18, 19 years that we've been doing this. Mm -hmm. So combined between the two of us, you've got at least 36, 38 years of experience. And I even was flipping houses before I got my license. So kind of in the business altogether, you've got 40 years between us. Mm -hmm. And we, we've been friends. So I hate listening to interviews and shows, talk shows, where it's, there's so much like, you know, insider jokes. In insider conversations. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to have our first episode be this total insider kind of like uh, conversation. Mm -hmm. But we have known each other ever since I've moved into town 21 years ago. And we were friends. And the, the story of how Icon Real Estate came into being, I find it's interesting because it was five, six years in the making. I mean, we, we were talking about, hey, how, how should we partner up? And I remember having a conversation with you like 15 years ago. I'd be like, hey, we should partner up. And Dave was like, what does that look like? What does that mean? I don't understand. I feel like it's the movie Twins, you know. Okay. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm Danny DeVito. Okay. That's how I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, so the story goes where essentially we were always in the wrong spot in time. Uh-huh. Where I would make the call to Dave and be like, man, I'm, I'm really feeling like we could break off. And he'd be like, nope. Not the time. Not ready. And then he would call me and say, oh, man, it's just not happy where I am. And you got to figure this out. And I've got to go, you know, go off my own. I'm like, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have that space right for that right now. I don't mm -hmm. have a business plan. We don't have that thought through. Years go by. All of a sudden, I get one phone call in September of 2018. And Dave's like, this is it. I'm done. It's time to go. And I said, you know what? Now is the time. I feel good about it. Because at that time, one of our big questions was, who is going to deal with West Virginia? And if you're listening to this episode and you're not from the area, Winchester is the top part of the state. We do a lot of business in West Virginia. It's just mm -hmm. 15 minutes away. And you need to be a broker in West Virginia as well in order to be able to have agents work for you to do business. And I, that, I just dreaded that. As you dreaded taking a test... I dreaded just getting my broker's license in West Virginia because no offense to West Virginia, but I heard that it's brutal. 
yeah. <laughs> from plenty of other brokers to physically drive to the state capitol to go through all kinds of paperwork and then you to, had to drive to the state capitol in order to many people had been doing that oh, okay. somehow they had gotten better over the years okay and i just needed to make the application happen and then go take the test okay. which was weird it was like in hagerstown maryland it wasn't even... yeah they put a shop up there yeah because yeah. i remember that we had to go down to charleston yeah i mean it was Brutal. You went the night before, and then you had a study course the day before the test, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. So I gave you those. But then I heard horror stories about the test. I heard that the test you'd have to like, you know, work out like an amortization schedule of like, you know, escrow accounts, and it was this crazy math and handwritten tests. I'm like, no, just give me a, a test that is just like a typical. Just go to the site, go to location, and have your A, B, C, and D answer, and pick the right one. You know, but I heard horror stories about it. But look, it was all worth it. You know, it was all worth you, it. you passed the test. I, I feel it was divine timing because it was the right time. I had just passed the test and we both were at a headspace where like it was time to go. Mm-hmm. So that was September 2018. Nice. And here we are ever since. Yeah. Come almost three years. So thankfully yeah. we've been able to have agents work with us. We've been able to grow. We have an amazing office space, you know, so that's when... I want to talk about the office. Yeah. What do you think is so special about the office and the location? Anything oh, for location. you? Oh, location. I mean, well, I love it because I'm, I get to watch everything downtown Winchester. Yeah. My you have, big glass window. It's you have amazing. the most amazing workspace. It is. Yeah. It is. I'm not giving it up. No. <laughs> um, it's, you know, you get to wave it. I mean, the parking uh, authority get people are awesome. And then there's just clients that are driving by that are a honk. My neighbor goes by and throws up some gang sign in front of my window when he's driving his truck wow. it's, it's hilarious there's gangs in winchester there i mean he's got his we got our own little like it's called uh west side yeah lane yeah. gang mm-hmm. <laughs> so, or do you live on the west side of winchester i do okay i do i live off of middle road okay so I'm what's the East name of, what's the name of the neighborhood that's west ridge uh so there has a west in it it so, does yes there you go. and we're westview lane very nice. Yeah. Okay. And I'm the addresses cider, and the, so. and the yeah, just all the contact information for Dave Spence right here on the text. <laughs> I'll get my neighbor's address. address. <laughs> <laughs> what about just the, the the brokerage in general? What do you think kind of makes Icon different than any other franchise or other business? Um, I did, the biggest thing is this our this is the environment that we've always wanted from day one. Um, we, again, I'm open space concept, you know, we don't, you know, having the cubicles and the, you know, the, I guess the stuffiness of having an office where you're having to have to go through brick the and mortar kind of concept of, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want, and, uh, you know, the best thing is, is the music. I mean, the music is just, you don't know what is going to be on when we walk through that door. It can be Jay-Z, it can be classical, it can be classic rock and Led Zeppelin, um, I mean, we, we just, you know, gotta have music in the office. I'm sorry. I mean, period. you know, if, if I walk in and there is no music, stuff is getting thrown around because yes. we've got, I mean, there's just an energy of just having anything sound related, music related in an office that makes it feel like there's something happening. Even if there's just two people in the building at the yeah. same time, get the music. Oh, the mailman is the, uh, we call him super mailman now because he comes in these tights and stuff like that. Comes in and tights. he does. And I don't know, it's called super Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, we just named him, I think it was like a week ago mm-hmm. and he comes in, we have Izzo playing and it's like, he's oh, this is like, can I just hang out here? And I'm like, yeah, man, just, you know, <laughs> that's how I feel when I walk in here. And I mean, just having, you know, started to come in and start a business and work with you all. Like I love coming to this office space. I think it's 
just really welcoming. It has such a cool vibe. Agreed, the music is always fun and you don't know what's going to be playing, but it's just a great energy. And for any clients that we have, we want it to be an open space where there's comfortable to sit in Mm -hmm. and just have either a presentation or meet with an agent, have a cup of coffee. We've got free Wi-Fi. We have like a little bar that overlooks a a different window than days, but you still can overlook the town if you just want to come by and visit and just sit down for 15 minutes. I've had tons of my friends just say, oh, Really? You let us do that? Like, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. 15 minutes tops. Oh, <laughs> just, just not, so we not can 16. <laughs> yeah, not 16. It's definitely a place you want to bring people that you know. Like You want to show off this office space for sure. And the, the name, you mentioned the word franchise a few minutes ago. Yeah. This is not a franchise. Right. And so we both had worked in franchises in the past. I worked at a franchise, but then I also worked for more of a private agency, and mm-hmm. I saw the benefits of what a private agency presents. Sure. You know, and so again, I'm not going to get into the weeds of what it means to the, the people out there, but for agents, that's a big deal. But for a client, for a consumer, for somebody listening to us, you, you know, you get the pride of ownership of a company, and you get the pride of the agents who work there to say, yeah, this is, you know, I'm, I'm part of building this. And it's not just, you know, the agents just giving away a franchise fee and transaction fees and being forced to work in an office that they don't like. You know, what a client should be always be looking for is the agent, is the person, but not the agency. And so we wanted to create an environment that allows the agents to thrive and not feel stifled. Right. Each agent has the ability to kind of reflect their own personality. Yep. Yeah. Hence, which Hence a Matt Kilmer. I mean, being oh, able to do yeah, Iconosaurus. Exactly. Get I mean, the like, dinosaur out there. Get him out. Do the videos, do the TikToks. There are no other dinosaurs in Winchester nope. yeah. representing They're real estate. They're extinct. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh gosh. <laughs> I. It's like I just set him up for that. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the name, it's like birthing a baby and then what do you name a kid? Yeah. You know? And so it was a challenge. And we know there's other real estate companies around the state and even around the country that have the name Icon in it. But it was a strong name that when you think of icon you know what do you think of you think of somebody who's iconic in their industry you think of somebody who's top you think of you know they're the best and they're famous and so that was one component of the name Mm -hmm. but then the other component is for the millennial generations out there you know when they're constantly looking for a house online you see little pins everywhere and so you're gonna you're gonna put a pin on that map and you're gonna say that's a house i'm interested in and so there is this symbol of having a pin shape in our logo that is an icon in of itself that really then drew us to that name to mm-hmm. say we can have multiple meanings and it can be a strong name it can show that okay we are, we're, we're powerful in our town but then at the same time you see our yard signs and we're putting a pin on that person's house to say that house is up for sale and we want you to look at it we want to sell it for you mm-hmm. and, and and i feel I, I don't know maybe i'm just bragging about our our company but i feel that it stands out no i mean i think that like a great person that will tell you how wonderful the sign is is chef dan down at village square he's all or well and water street mm-hmm. he's like you guys knocked it out of the park with that he's like I, when i see him i just know it's you guys i just and he just keeps and he, he does the bragging for us. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's really cool. When somebody yeah. outside the industry and, and, and yeah. when somebody's just driving by and they see an orange pin and they're just like, oh, Icon is everywhere. I love hearing that. I love hearing that because of our agents that are getting out there and marketing and getting in the listings. Oh, I've seen your signs everywhere. You know, so again, that's that just goes to the culture of what our office is about. It goes to the, the level of um, quality and expertise of our agents mm-hmm. and, and allows us to 
infiltrate the town. And again, we want to be, you know, top in the community. And just, just like um, we want to partner with other people in the community um, to be able to help them grow. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're not just out to sell houses. We're helped to grow people in their communities, in their neighborhoods. And we want to get to know them and they get to know us. And it's a long lasting relationship. Right. Well, speaking of helping people, like let's ask Dave what, you know, what kind of information he thinks like today's real estate consumers need to have. I mean, what do yeah. they need to know to, to make it in today's market? Um, are you talking, give me a preface. Are we talking about sellers or buyers or you just want me to just, um, let's start with buyers. Okay. Buyers need to know, uh, the market is moving at such a high rate of speed as far as like when a house goes on and when it goes off, meaning going under contract. And Mm -hmm. I think that if they come in without, um, like I always do, I try to have a meeting with them and say, Hey, here's, here's what the market's doing. You know, this house comes on in a split four in a subdivision, it's going to be gone in probably four to five days because there's an affordability index, meaning it's, there's more buyers in this pool. Mm -hmm. And so if you get into that pool, that means that you're going to have to compete with these other ones. So that, I think if you educate them, then it really does help if that they won't get frustrated from that start of saying, Hey, we put in this offer, we're not getting accepted. Now it's the fifth time. Um, but then hopefully they're going to come to a, uh, strong agent like myself or somebody else at icon and they, they will also do the same. And so that we do win those bids, mm-hmm. um, you know, with making their offers, uh, that are really, um, in the, pretty much in the favor of the seller in this market, but that they, they know that that's what I would say that is what you definitely need to tell in this market for buyers. And how about sellers? Sellers, it's, it's saying that, you know, I can bring you comparison. Well, you first do your marketing presentation that you know, uh, Mark alleviated to earlier, but you, you're, you're wanting to show them like what you're doing to show their house to the masses. And mm-hmm. then how does it look to the masses? Like, um, you know, professional photography, professional videography, um, you yep. know, floor plans, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, but then, and then when it hits the market, being able to tell them the value, that's something I just talked about in one of my videos is that Look, I can give you the value, but by the time I give you the value from past information from the last 90 days, that market has already moved by 20 or 50,000, depending on whatever price point it is. Sure. So that, that I think, is really the market that I'm, you're, you're almost learning on a daily basis for an agent right now. Okay. And I'm even seeing a, 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 just a slight change over these last couple of weeks of just kind of the market trends, you know, a little bit of a lull because of a holiday or a little bit of just the heat gets out there for people. And so there's, it's important to find an agent who is going to point you and really have an understanding and a pulse on all the different price points of the market, have a pulse on really what are the trends, what are the, what's currently active in the neighborhood. So what's the competition? I think it, and just knowing not just like, oh, it's really hot market right now for sellers, but to say, Okay, but in your neighborhood, there's really a couple of houses for sale and they've got their price competitive, so you can't just be greedy right now. So it's important, again, find the agent who's going to be able to point you in that right direction. And location playing a point in that. You know, the Zillows of the world, I just I just did it this morning where I checked mm-hmm. um, on two houses that I had gone to on listing appointments. And one Zillow had the value somewhat similar. The other one was way low. And I, oh, and I think yeah. that that is another thing that an agent has to be aware of, of or should have that experience of that certain locations like downtown Winchester is, is a very sought after market. Right. Certain neighborhoods that are very similar. And I mm-hmm. um, and I think that's where some people just miss the boat if they don't know that, especially if they're coming from outside the oh, area. Let me tell you market. that, Northern Virginia agents, we will call you out because if you don't know Winchester, you're not gonna help your client. 
And there's just a bottom line, whether you're taking a listing or if you're representing a buyer. And so there's just, just something about Winchester that you're coming over the mountain. It's a little different and you can't just pick up a, a, a comp list of three houses and think that you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's so valuable. So small town marketing, small town experience to me is so valuable when it comes to real estate. If someone, okay, I'm, you know, the person with no experience, um, I'm a consumer, I want to buy a home, I understand that it's a really difficult market. I mean, the first thing I need to do is get a buyer's agent. So, I mean, if somebody is not represented right now as a buyer, are they successful? I would say they're going to be going from house to house and not, and, and not getting one because yeah. they're, they're not being told and they're not having that meeting to right. start out with. They'll be like, hey, I just want to see this house. It just came on the market. So right now, I mean, getting an agent and also probably getting pre-qualified and, and things like that. If you're a serious buyer, if you're not just like that comes looking first. around. I mean, we, the agents, because we have real estate in our names. Mm-hmm people will come to us first, which they should. We want to be the project manager of the entire transaction. But the first thing that we're going to do is to say, well, who have you talked to um, to learn about you know, your financing? Do you, and they're like, if they have deer in headlights, then you say, okay, let me recommend a couple people for you. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know what you're qualified for, you might think you have an idea, but then you need to really think through the financials to understand what's my sales price of the house going to be, but what's my monthly payment going to be? Mm-hmm. And from there, you can then start shopping. I, it is not a wise thing to start shopping without understanding what your monthly payments are going to be because you would either be undershooting or overshooting what your goals are. Mm-hmm. And you could get really excited about a fancy house that you're like, oh, yeah, I could afford that. And then want want. No. It, it happens. And then either the husband or the wife or whoever's shopping is like, oh. I wish I could have that house and just, it won't happen. That's why on your agent website or iconsells.com mm. has people that we have our preferred lenders with. They're awesome at getting those pre-approvals. Which okay. we will be having some people on very shortly on these upcoming episodes. So stay tuned for that because we will be talking not just about real estate and realtors, but the entire process. And there's experts in their particular service of their industry who we would suggest, who I think that it makes sense to be able to talk to those people other than other people, if that makes sense, without putting names out there. Yep. <laughs> so, Dave, what do you do in your spare time? I mean, Whew. talk to us. Uh, so I have a group of guys I play tennis with with uh, um, that just started. That was during the pandemic. Mark and I showed up at one of our friends. They were playing tennis together, and we were like, that sounds like a great idea because we mm-hmm. couldn't play soccer, and it was, you know the correct spacing whatever at that time and so that uh for sure soccer is my first love i mean i coach it play it any and been around with uh, especially watching let me get another plug in there for james wood high school soccer james wood. and they were impressed coach sullivan and his squad that's just it was just amazing to watch it so that that is what i did <laughs> that's what i did this year was just mm-hmm. watch that and also just participating in coaching um another one blue ridge united is uh, I love that's, you know, contributing to their, you know, growing those kids, coaching, um, you know, just this year was just been amazing after, you know, during this pandemic, getting involved with families that you wouldn't normally get involved with just because you're, you're made to be close to together as far as, you know, checking up on people. And so that is what I do in my spare time, other than we just got a cabin on the Creek, which has been uh, awesome to go out there and 
live in nature because living in a little tiny subdivision, you know. It's been a good summer for that. That has. Yeah. Do you have like a, a morning routine or a way you start your day and get things going, get on track work-wise, personal-wise? Absolutely. What do you um, do? I'm pretty much, I, I do schedule it. I'm a scheduled person at that sense for the morning. Uh, morning mercies, uh, read that as my devotion. Um, and then I go out for a run and that can be from... 20 minutes to 50 minutes and that is what gets me riled up and then come in here and then we're just jamming then the music's music. pumping and then I, yeah mm-hmm. my i got blood pumping and then the music gets me going and so that is my that is i don't move away from that routine very often nice do you um tend to i know some people you know as an agent and um business owner i mean you don't have to be in the office all the time to do your work do you think you work better here or work at home or work in the car how do you work the best? uh that's where mark and i are different is that i i am a must be at the office like, okay i mean other than when i'm going on appointments but i just i do well i i think clear more clearly mm-hmm. uh in the office um ali my uh, illustrious associate mm-hmm. uh we work just you know just knocking out stuff i feel like in the office not to say that people that that, that work outside the office is is dip is wrong or uh, I just, I need it. And that's part of the icon history of where we started. That was one of the things we wrestled with for five years to figure out, okay, we're similar in so many ways, but then as we recognize we're different in many other ways as well, and we're different in how we market, but we're still successful. We're different in what we need to get the job done. We're different in, okay, Dave wanted in an office. I didn't need an office. So how do we merge those together? And I think we hit a home run with getting that blend of our worlds colliding to create a iconic office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it also makes, I think all the agents here feel like they can work in the way that works best yes. for them. There's no, you know, defined, you need to be here. Just, you need to do your work to make yourself. We got to see you in order to, for you to be successful. And that's not always true. Sure. Yeah. And it makes it open the way our floor plan is and the layout that people can just walk up, you know, Anna can just, or, or Sarah can just walk over and be like, I got this question. I'm like, knock it out in a minute versus if you had to go to another level to go talk to the boss. Yeah. That's one thing I really like about Icon as well is that the feeling of, hey, I can ask a question. I don't think necessarily I'm viewed as a competitor to anyone. It's like we all want to see each other succeed. No. Um, and it's, you know, Uh, a collaborative Mm -hmm. office for sure yep so we have a segment as we wrap up an interview with any of our hosts or any of our guests i'm sorry so dave you are our first guest of iconic talk we have five iconic questions you're in the hot seat are you ready i feel like i'm on a game show ready go (laughs) what is your favorite yes (laughs) what is your favorite restaurant in town village square that was easy yeah Uh, nikki next question if you could live anywhere in Winchester, where would you live? Oh, man. Uh, like a neighborhood, a street, or any, anything that comes to mind. I got to say, I would just stay in our street. It is the best street by far. My neighbors are phenomenal. Playing Amazing. it safe. Yep. I see how it is. Well, no, I, really, I do believe that. And, our, yeah. and all of our neighbors believe it, too. Yeah. Uh, my neighbors are amazing in Pioneer Heights, so I, I get you. Yeah. I have a retirement village on our west side, and then I got, you know, I got Fritz Polite next door neighbor. Works so now at you narrow down where Dave's house really is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't give a number. I just telling you that I have phenomenal neighbors. Lots and of Matthew, name dropping. Matthew, Jen Elliott. The, lots of name dropping. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So question number three. Okay. Why is Winchester a great place to live? 
We have a metropolitan hospital uh, that's massive uh, and just wonderful service. And then we have higher learning with Shenandoah University. We got the shops and go Hornets. Yep. And I think that you you can do great getaways. DC sixty minutes, fifty five if you drive fast mm-hmm. like I do. Um, and I you know I just think it's a great place to grow up a family. Sure. Yeah. Agree. Where do you meet new friends in Winchester? Get involved with sports, hobbies. That's, I mean, that's how I met a lot of my friends uh, and just growing up in them. Um, that's really, I, mean, I can't tell you anything else that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, I did become we uh, uh, members at Stonebrook, which has been really cool. I just started going to the pool the last couple of two weeks and it's been amazing just running into people that you went to high school with or like, and they're like, wow, I didn't know you were here. So that getting involved in the community, um, I think like we've done with, uh, Mark's done a good job with the museum, Discovery Museum, and then doing that loud mile. You just, you gotta get, don't just stay at home and don't just mm-hmm. do your, you know, same network over and ever, over again. Get involved with some of this Too stuff. Too many times I've had friends or even clients where they moved into town for a job and for whatever reason, the spouse or the kids never made friends and they didn't get plugged in and they say the town is horrible. I'm like, You've got to get out there. You've got to see the town. You've got to get plugged into a social setting where you're making friends and see the community and it will grow on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So final question. Number five. You ready for the big hit or here? What is one of Winchester's hidden gems? Hidden gems. Something people might not know about. Uh, if you haven't done it, the walking trails at oh. the Shenandoah Museum. Yes, and that is new. Yes, it yeah, is. is. Therefore, it still is hidden. Yes, and I think they just opened up the wetlands, and mm-hmm. that I cannot wait to check it out. Yeah, I mean, they've done a great job of working with the Museum of the Shenandoah Valley mm-hmm. and partnering with opening up trails uh, around town, and they're continuing to, to grow this green walking trail, and they're still doing digging and paving sidewalks. And I don't really know where that goes. I'm sorry. I, I just see the signs. I did and then it like... once. It's, it's and so impressive, but mm-hmm. it's also... I'm not going to bash it, but it's start the starting point of mile 0.1 or whatever it is, is on the busy intersection of town next to Shenandoah. So to start, if you start following the green circle signs, Mm -hmm. you have to start there, but you can start, you really, you can start start anywhere, anywhere. but just follow the signs. But that was mile zero is right there in front of Shenandoah university. So now you know, see, learn something new. You didn't even know, but I love it. Green trails are great. So next segment, before we really conclude this episode, every single week we want to have a segment that is HGTV said what? I mean, some of the things that people learn from HGTV, I don't understand where they get it. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Because, I mean, I'm sure you guys watch HGTV. Yeah, and, and you, of course. I don't. All of a sudden, Who doesn't? Okay, all of a sudden you're a real Dave estate Spence. expert. I don't watch it. That's, that's fine, because you already are the expert. You don't need to <laughs> learn from HGTV. I mean, I love the shows and they're entertaining, but when they're, they're just so unrealistic sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be watching something and you're like, do those flippers really make that much money when they're flipping a house? Or maybe it's, is it really easy to find a house? Just three houses, go pop in and pick the best one, right? That's all it takes. Well, there's, you know, as we unpack this segment each week, it's going to be interesting to hear and see some of the things that we have found watching HGTV and what they say and what they do. Right. So here's the first one. Okay. Today's episode. It was from Love It or List It, and that has been a long-running show on HGTV. And the first one, or are we talking about the 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 future, you know, the other episodes? Is this... Some of the earlier ones. Okay. So I was flipping channels, and they were showing a, an episode that might have aired even a couple years ago. Okay. And 
first of all, the premise of this show I find a little silly because who doesn't want a fully fixed up house and then move out of it? So the premise of the show, if you guys haven't watched it, is you, you have two people that are the hosts. One is a person who fixes up the house and the other is a person who goes on a house hunt to go find a different house. Mm-hmm. The husband might want to stay. The wife might want to go. Vice versa. Mm-hmm. And, and so they're constantly fighting of, oh, we want you to stay in your house or no, we want you to leave and go buy a house. It's a competition. It, it makes no sense because at the end of the day, I feel like 85% of the time they stay in their same house because who doesn't want that? Yeah. Right. I mean, get HDTV come in here and fix up your house and it's amazing. Well, here's what they did. The one episode that I just watched, Hillary is the host name. She comes to the owner and says, um, by the way, I can't remember who, what their names are, Sally and Chuck. You, we found a big problem in your basement. We un, we unpacked it, and there's cracks and there's water damage. See here, and the camera shot goes to see the water damage in the basement, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, what do we do?" And they say, "Okay, we have to remove fixing up your bathroom. We're not going to be able to do that for you because we have to fix this basement." And they said, "Fine, I guess we have to do it." Thirty seconds later, you see little clips of a backhoe coming and digging it out and then a couple of workers painting it and patching it up and they said all of a sudden basement is magically fixed and i'm looking i was talking to my wife i'm like are you kidding me like you can't just fix cracks in a basement that's pouring in water with 30 seconds on a tv show yeah they, they have some good editing for sure it's amazing yeah i mean dave come on have you ever seen a basement get fixed with just Dig out a backhoe, patch it up, and be done with it. Not in that short of time. And then you can sell a house. Right. Without disclosing yeah. it. You gotta be kidding me. So full disclosure, I mean, you gotta you gotta do your homework. If you have cracks in your basement and it's a structural damage, you can't just 30 seconds later from a t- magic of HGTV fix it up and think your life is Maybe better. they just had a backhoe there for the day and they never did anything and just backed it up. It was out amazing, was right? Well, kind of on the same premise, like right now for sellers, are you are you talking to them more about not making improvements since the market is pretty hot or or do they make the improvements for the buyer if they have things that they need to fix? So obviously not a foundation, but like if they have something that should be updated, what are we telling them now? That just all depends on how the market, where their house stands, like Mark talked about earlier about yeah. what they're competing against. Sure. If they're not if they're not all blinging then you know, tell them like you don't need to spend that money on that mm-hmm. on That's, those updates. Yeah, I mean, every agent has their own kind of standard way of doing it. Mm-hmm. My personal one is price it right. Mm-hmm. So don't go through the extremes of upgrading your kitchen with granite countertops or putting in a new backsplash or putting in fancy bells and whistles because you know what? The buyer might not want that. My personal advice to people is if you're going to spend money, spend it on the actual buyer of that house. So most times people have a home inspection and from the home inspection, it brings out issues. And from those issues, they might ask for repairs. Well, to keep the deal together, the seller is in their best interest to help the buyer out. Mm -hmm. Spend the money on that buyer. Don't spend the money in advance Mm -hmm. guessing what color they want the walls to be painted. You know, don't guess of what color the carpet you want to put in or the kind of granite they may they might want. Price it right. It will sell. Mm-hmm. And trust the agent who gives you the price point because there's too many greedy sellers out there that hear stories about the market and they're going to say, oh, my house is worth 50 grand more and I don't have to do anything. So that's my personal bent. There's plenty of other agents who have different perspectives. But my advice to you consumers out there listening, just trust your agent. They know more than Zillow. Mm-hmm. 
Word. Yeah. (laughs) Dave agrees. Any parting words for our listeners? Oh, no. I'm, I actually, I don't. Where That's can amazing. our listeners find you? That's you want a big to plug one. anything? SpenceSalesHomes.com. You hear it on the radio. You see it on TV. Mm-hmm. And let billboards. Me just plugging you. I mean, Kilmer, Matt Kilmer came to us and he is modeling a lot of his marketing between the two of us combined. And when you do that, he's hitting out of the, out of the park. But you started the trends with being tech savvy, marketing savvy, videos, social media, slick I mean, marketing packages that just shows that you care about how to take care of somebody. And so kudos to you because you're knocking it out too. So thank you. Thank you for being here. It's exciting to have you be on our first episode here first for Iconic episode, Talk. Yeah. Remember, when you look for a real estate professional, make sure they are experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. And until next time, think Iconic. And if you're enjoying listening, we would absolutely love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review this episode. It would mean the world to us. Until next week, bye now. See ya. Go England.